0: Welcome to the Riley episode of the Team Tell Well Meet the Pod Podcast. I'm really excited to have Riley, one of our South dakotan teammates, with me here today, to introduce himself to the rest of the team via the Meet the Team Pod. So Riley, welcome to the podcast studio. Longtime listener, first time caller, I hear.
1: Yeah, yeah. I have uh haven't done this before, so first time. A little nerves, uh, but you're excited.
0: Great. You're going to be great. I mean, if Aaron can do it, anyone can do it, right?
1: Oh, yeah. If Aaron can do it, <laughs> no problem. Perfect.
0: Uh, so my first question is really just to have you tell us your Tellwell story. So tell us a little bit about how you got here, why you stay. Maybe you can share a little bit how you are a boomerang as well.
1: Yeah. Um, so kind of, kind of a, a long story. Where do I even start? Let's go back to the beginning. So we can just kind of talk about... Yeah, so I feel like I started at Telwell pretty fresh, kind of, like, out of college and hadn't had, like, too many experiences before. Really, there was, like, one other professional experience, but I feel like uh, graduating from NDSU with a marketing degree didn't really set me up with, like, too many tangible skills. Um, hopefully, no one from NDSU is, like, listening in the marketing this department. This will
0: be internal only, so oh, we all okay. got degrees from NDSU if we are listening to it, you know? Wink gotcha. Wink.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Um, but yeah, got a marketing degree from NDSU and kind of like felt through my experience there and kind of like when I was like looking on the job market outside of college that I didn't really have too many tangible skills to offer and kind of was like navigating through those feelings a little bit. But luckily at the time I was working at 20 below and in the downtown community, that was like a great place to network. So um, actually one of my coworkers, her husband was running yarn the like video and like film company in town and and he kind of set me up with an opportunity to kind of like jumpstart like my career and just kind of give me something to like build some skills you know after that kind of like post-college so um I started like doing production and like project management with him like my official title was uh producer and like project manager um and I didn't really know at the time like what that meant or all that I should be doing but kind of you know was just like looking for some guidance in that role a little bit, and I think you know, in that he was looking for something else. I was kind of like stumbling through it, and we we're trying to figure out where to go from there. And so, like ultimately, you know, spent six months doing that with him was a good experience, and kind of uh, we just like parted ways, basically for lack of better terms. I got fired. Um,
0: We've all been there. <laughs> yeah,
1: and so I was one of those misfits. I know Max will will talk about him every now and then, but. Yeah, I was looking for, like, the next thing, and Tawal had an opportunity for a content strategist, and at that time, I'd already been unemployed for almost, you know, two two months, thought it was only going to be a month. And uh, being unemployed was, like, fun right away to take a little break, but then I started seeing how much money was actually leaving my bank account and how little was actually going in. Yeah, they only
0: call it fun employment for a little while. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) And so I was like, I'll take a shot, at applying and wasn't quite sure what to expect, but Max reached out to me and was like, "Hey, we'd we'd love to have you like come in for an interview. We just have these like little set exercises, you know, like to like run through to to see if you have kind of like the skills or the knowledge to be able to step into the role." And so like luckily it all worked out. Um, he brought me on as a, a content strategist, and I started um, my journey at Well there. And so I did that for about a year and. Of towards the end of it, like I roles were changing, people were stepping back into spots, and it kind of left me in a place where we weren't really sure what I should do or what my spot on the bus was. And so, um, Noah Cupcho at the time, um, who did a lot of our filming and stuff, he was like, I've been doing you know the, the one off, like two off websites, like once or twice a year, and I don't really have time for them, like maybe you want to do them. So, he just kind of like handed that off to me under under the radar and I just kind of like started going with it and like figuring it out and stumbled my way through my first website which looking back now I was like it was a hot mess and like hot garbage (laughs) but you know it works I learned a lot from it and every other website like going forward and so yeah I was given the the kind of like web designer title at at the time we just kind of called me web guy we didn't really know
0: web guy how formal yeah very
1: formal (laughs) And uh, yeah, then then eventually I got like the title of like web strategist and, you know, at the time was like figuring out like what that meant and everything that I was doing. And then I kind of reached a point where, you know, I felt a little roadblocks, like wasn't really sure like what my place was kind of like going forward at Towell and where like my growth was and had seen a lot of people I kind of like, you know, looked to as, you know kind of, like, for guidance at Tao and, like, kind of, like, where to go, had kind of, like, left and all of a sudden kind of felt this need where I'm, like, maybe maybe that's what I need to do. Maybe that's, you know, what I need to do to experience a bit more growth and left and, and tried something else for five months. And that's where kind of the the boomeranging come in, comes in. And um, the experience I had when I, like, left, like, wasn't the best experience. And I think I realized in that time that, there was a lot more growth and opportunity at Tellwall than I thought there was. And um, in that, too, I think I think uh, my relationship with Tellwall and, like, Max and stuff, too, there's, like, a greater appreciation for, for what I did or just my mentality around, like, how to figure kind of, like, things out. And um, I approached Max when I found out my significant other, Emma, my fiancé now, um, finished her doctorate and would be, you know, we'd be moving to South Dakota, and it was, like, maybe now is a good time to connect they've got this web contractor position open so you know maybe i can come back in some capacity and and help out there you know if it's 10 or 20 hours a week and now we've kind of found myself where it it quickly kind of like came back and everything has been great and um playing kind of a, a bigger role on the team and like leadership and taking a lot more ownership and like energy um and yeah so now now i'm back i guess
0: Back, back again. Yeah. All the good people come back. I get to say that because I did too, but <laughs> uh, well, that's really cool to hear your story, Riley, and I love that you talked about learning through experience and just leaning into how do I figure out what I don't know so that I can contribute to the team. Do you have any favorite Tell Well moments or like a favorite story to tell about your time at Tell Well?
1: Oh, that is a good one. I'd, I feel like there's been a lot of like learning experience from failure, which it's like hard to point out like anyone specifically but um just I was like reading the other day I was like about like leadership and stuff and and I'm trying to remember the author but basically kind of like talking about like the best way to learn um how to like grow in your profession and how to lead in your profession is like through failure and I feel like that in my time of just stumbling through things and like figuring things out at how that has been like, I feel like there's been steps along the way where it's like right away, obviously like failed quite a bit more and like the hope now, you know, is to, to not fail as much. But I think every now and then there's, there's, there's been a failure and it's, it's been good. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of like a specific time or story. Um,
0: We can always come back to yeah. it and splice it in if Let's you think come of something. Back to that one, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, not a problem. I, I do think it's cool though that, you know, everything everything can be a lesson if you just approach it that way. So I appreciate your attitude on that one. So Riley, you talked a little bit about it, kind of alluded to your role on the team. But if you had to describe your role on the team to someone who was new to the team, what would you say?
1: Yeah, so I am the web strategist. So my job is to, I think guide clients on their journey through the conception and ideation of like their website all the way through to the creation.
0: And when they want to insert a lot of gifts in their website, what do you tell them?
1: I tell them we can do it. Don't know that I'd recommend it (laughs) tastefully though. (laughs)
0: That's great. Have you ever visited Sioux Soul Winnipeg's website? I haven't, no. It's a restaurant. They're like a very, like pretty high-end restaurant, but their website is like straight out of the 90s and it's so funny. I'll send you the link. You'll appreciate it. I would love that. <laughs> anyway, okay, all that to say. Riley, what's a boring fact about you?
1: I've gotten really into lawn care now that <laughs> I've stepped into home ownership. It uh <laughs> kind of came out of nowhere, but it's just like, I feel like, We bought this house, moved into it, and the moment from moving into it, we have this big front window that looks, looked out on, like, a lawn of primarily, like, 50, 60% weeds, and all of a sudden, I just, like, was embodied with this, like, spirit of, like, (laughs) I need to take care of this thing. It needs to be, like, lush. It needs to be, like, Bermuda grass, although we can't grow that here, Um, but, yeah, now I'm like dethatching and doing all this like extra stuff around fertilizing above and beyond above and beyond like like uh golf course greenery and lawn care I mean they obviously do a lot more stuff and they're dealing with like different grass types but yeah I'm I'm learning a lot about grass
0: is it mostly grass or are you also into other plants
1: mainly grass Emma's kind of she's in other plants I'm like I'm solely focused on the grass right now
0: I love that for you I can't wait do you have any product recommendations or like you know times of the year you're doing specific things with your lawn
1: oh yeah I mean I'd recommend I mean like you can overseed probably both in the spring and in the fall like you want to dethatch probably once a year at least aerate maybe like once a year You know, maybe get a soil test to figure out the pH balance for how much you should fertilize every square foot. Uh, So, I mean, there's quite a bit. I'm probably I'm butchering the name, but melorganite is a good fertilizer. People (laughs) on Reddit have sworn by it. So I get all my recommendations off of Reddit. So
0: perfect. Okay, I'm going to have you come over and take a peek at my lawn and tell me what's what. I just keep slowly taking over more and more of the grass with plants, other plants, because I know how to keep those alive in a way better, like, fashion than I have ever been able to do with grass.
1: Grass is a tough one.
0: I know. I kind of want to turn my lawn into, like, something called creeping red thyme that is, a, like, a low ground plant that's, like, great. It feels a little bit like, like lush carpet. Ooh. And I'm like, maybe I should just swap out my grassy lawn. But you might have inspired me, Riley, to keep some grass in my lawn.
1: I mean, one trend right now is people having clover lawns. They yes. just let Creeping Charlie take over their entire lo- lawn, and then it's like a magical kind of clover forest.
0: And how would you feel about doing that to your lawn?
1: I don't love it. It's not really, not really my style, my, my aesthetic, so I, uh, <laughs> I'll fight through and try to figure out the grass.
0: I love it. I love that for you. Way to be committed. And I also love that like, home ownership has brought you new, ho- new hobbies. That's very fun. Okay. So Riley, uh, I know you are a remote employee currently, but I'm guessing you have some sort of decor on your desk or in your workspace. So I'm curious if you'll tell us a little bit about some of the things that occupy your workspace.
1: Yeah, I'm working on getting photos up around it, but currently uh, there's a kind of a, it's a in psa terms i'm not really sure what it stands like what psa stands stands for but it's like the the quality rating for a sports card uh 10 is the highest you can go so it's a encased like mint 10 joe burrow card um just so i have joe sitting sitting on my desk Uh, he's my favorite football player and then uh next to that of course there's like i found it years ago when i worked at 20 but some someone left like one of those kind of like farm animal toys you know like kind of like the plastic ones but it was a tiger and I've kept it ever since and now my favorite team is like the Bengals so it only makes sense that that's sitting up there as well and for years it was like my lucky tiger my friends made fun of me because it was like always in my jacket pocket since I found it and that's it just, amazing <laughs> yeah and then uh a few books like just sitting on my desk how often I open them is fairly infrequently but you know, they look nice. Um,
0: you look smart when you got books. You know. Yeah,
1: yep. And then <laughs> uh, um, they're, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. So and a Lego fan too. I enjoy Legos. They're kind of like a therapeutic thing for me. I, I need to get more of them. But uh, sitting on my desk right now is the Mandalorian's like ship from the show, and then also um, Anakin's Jedi starfighter is like sitting on my desk. So
0: that's very fun and is there a name for people who enjoy legos like are you like brickheads or something like that
1: i'm not that far into it quite yet i'm like just on the periphery but i do i just got a their loyalty like vip membership account set up so i've made it that far
0: the future is yours riley i can't wait to hear where your legos take you (laughs) that's so great (laughs) do you have a favorite uh, of the star wars movie do you have a favorite movie
1: Of the movies, I would say actually one of the like newer movies, uh, called Rogue One, and it has no connection really. I mean, it, it, I could talk all day about Star Wars. I mean, it, it it connects to the mainline story, but for the most part, it's kind of completely separate characters, separate cast, um, okay, separate space and time from what's happening in the other movies, but it does connect with like the plot of the other ones
0: oh nice okay is this where you're gonna just like shoot daggers at me where i admit to you that i've never seen any of the star wars movies Ooh. and you lost a lot of respect for me i saw it in your face no
1: respect loss but they're i would say going back and watching them now it's definitely harder unless like you grew up with them yeah but there's some good content in there i think for like new audiences now that they're like making more stuff to like kind of like be Kind of like draw more people in, and then maybe some people go back and watch some of the older stuff. But I totally I understand when people are like, I haven't seen any of them, and the old movies seem a little disinteresting.
0: Hey, I, I feel like like if my dad had been interested in them and I'd watched them as a kid, I just I um, have a lot of energy, so I have a little trouble sitting still, and so they're very long and uh but my older brother has a couple kids and he's been watching them with the kids and then like live texting me like what their kids commentary is and kind of makes me want to like go watch them so i can connect with my nieces but
1: they're magical movies
0: you might have inspired me we'll see time will (laughs) tell all right so riley what's something you're really proud of in your time at tellwell
1: what i'm really proud of in my time at tellwell is like the amount of growth that I've experienced personally, but with my own personal growth, how I've seen how that's like impacted Tawa well as a business as well. Um, when I started like doing web and like learning that on my own, like there's a lot of personal growth in that and just like figuring out and developing and adopting like those skill sets. Um, but then like with that too, it's like kind of crazy to look back now at the time, you know, we were doing what seemed like one to two websites a year and now at any given time, you know, we're working on, you know, it could be five or ten, you know, overlapping at any given time and kind of, you know, throughout the year I'm not sure on like the exact number, but there's been it's just kind of cool to look back and be like, I played a part of that growth and I learned a lot like from that too and now it's kind of become a, a bigger thing than I thought it could be at the time.
0: That's really cool. It's fun to see where like your curiosity about web has been able to take tell well. Do you want to circle back to a favorite Tellwell moment? <sighs> no pressure. We can skip it. It's really okay.
1: Yeah, i yeah, I'm having a hard time with that one. Picking like any, like s- just like a specific one. That's all good. Yeah, let's skip that one.
0: No problem. All right. Are you ready for the question that I've randomly selected for you? I am ready. The question is, what is one of your favorite places in the world?
1: I love Germany. I mean, I I haven't been there enough to be like, oh, it's the absolute like best, but from my one time there, it was a really enjoyable experience, but I would have to say Duluth, Minnesota, like I grew up on the North Shore, at least like my childhood on the North Shore, kind of like the impactful years. Um, and spent a lot of time on the boardwalk and like up and down the coast um, and just like going to the canal going to the aquarium like and just like hanging out there um, so I don't know I, I was just having the conversation the other day with someone it's just kind of like its own little world that feels kind of like separated from the rest of like any of the cities or like anywhere it's like you go there and it kind of seems like just this like gym kind of hidden in the midwest that not a lot of people like go to or live in like it's not overly populated it's just kind of like separated in its own little I guess like kind of crux in the world
0: yeah it's like its own little bubble of like beautiful outdoorsiness like there's the lake there's hiking there's the rivers there's fishing there's all sorts of fun stuff on the north shore very cool well hey I mean you sold me I think we should go next hellwell retreat Duluth maybe let's do it Well, Riley, any closing thoughts that you want to share with the team as we wrap up the Riley episode of the Meet the Team pod?
1: Uh, No closing thoughts for me, no.
0: Awesome. Well, then people just have to go back and re-listen to get all of your wisdom. So thanks for spending time sharing your Tell story today.
1: Thanks for having me.